The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. I'm Amy Griesack, a garden writer in Great Falls, Montana, and today I want to talk to you about phenology. While phenology sounds like a highfalutin word, it simply means the study of reoccurring natural events. I'm sure most of you have heard sayings such as, you need to plant your peas when you hear the spring peepers, or to seed corn when the apple blossoms fall. These old-time axioms have validity through decades of observation. Over the years, farmers and gardeners noticed that when things happen in nature and how it correlated with plantings and other things. By these observations, they came up they came up with these quaint old sayings that are easy to remember. So obviously there's nothing new about phenology. Thomas Jefferson was an advocate in his intensive horticultural studies, and Aldo Leopold, who is the father of scientific wildlife management and a renowned conservationist, wrote an entire book called A Sand County Almanac concerning his observations around his cabin in Wisconsin. In reality, it's been around for thousands of years in cultures throughout the world because people, frankly, like to figure out what's going on around them. The beauty of us living in the modern era are there are plenty of phenology projects happening throughout the country where citizen scientists, like you and me, can observe and record our data for regional or national sites. Project Budburst and the USA Phenology Network are a couple of my favorite national groups that compile the information from all over the country. It's nice because it's so easy to participate, even if you really haven't noticed what's going on and when every spring, because a lot of us are too busy in the garden, frankly, to look up once in a while. The information in their programs will tell you exactly what you need to look for to record your observations. If you're not a whiz with GPS coordinates, it's no problem. It'll walk you through how to record also where you saw that flower or that leaf that you need to report. These types of projects are also fantastic for kids because they are so easy, plus it gets them outside and it teaches them to take a look at these little details that everybody, children and adults, often miss. One of the interesting aspects of phenology is that events always happen in the same sequences, which is really useful when people are interested in how to be proactive against, say, weeds or insects. For example, there's a fantastic phenology program at the Ohio State University with the Master Gardeners where they learn that when the forsythia bloom in the spring, that's when the eastern tent caterpillars hatch. So it's a lot easier to take care of the tent caterpillars before they spread out all over the place. So they knew when the forsythia are starting to bloom, that's when they need to take care of them. By figuring out these plant indicators like the forsythia, they can relate to that insect arrival or hatching or what have you, so they can keep on top of it more easily and ultimately save time and money. The nice thing is the more observations you make, the more you're going to have a handle on what's happening throughout the season and you'll be on top of it. As I said, there are plenty of online programs you can keep track of your observations. The nice thing about these is when you do it, you're part of the bigger picture. By providing the information, you're giving scientists more data, more information to be able to paint a bigger picture of what's happening throughout the country and not just in our or one specific little region. But really, there's nothing wrong with conducting your own observations for your own information if you're really unsure of how to go about it. All you need is a journal and possibly a camera to help remember your sightings. Jot down the date, time, weather, and what you see, whether it's a little flower or that first leaf of the spring or the first full leaf. Just jot it down. 
You can also record when you see those first pesky weeds coming out and when you see insects arriving too. That's really helpful. It'll take a couple of years for you to see the pattern, particularly if you're doing it on your own versus with a national database. But once you do, you could definitely pro be proactive and take care of those challenging aspects of the garden, hopefully make them a little less challenging over the years. As soon as the weather moderates for us in early spring or June, whenever it happens this year, I'm going to start taking notes. The boys and I plan to participate in Project Bud Burst and I'm going to pay particular attention to when the insects start arriving, particularly the cabbage moths and the grasshoppers, which are such a problem for me at our garden. It'll be interesting to be able to take a look at the notes throughout the years and be able to know when I need to take protective measures, when I need to cover my plants, or when I need to get product out like Semaspore for the grasshoppers to try to head them off. So hopefully over the years I can diminish that problem by being on top of it earlier in the spring. So I highly recommend that you grab your notebook and take a walk. Report what you see not only to have a better understanding of what's happening in your own backyard, but it'll give all of us more to work with with the constant goal of an improved perspective of the world around us. To learn more from our gardening experts, join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.